What's going on? Welcome to another episode yeah. of In the Box. We got my co-host DJ Ron, and yeah. we got Mr. Spectacular himself <laughs> on here. You know what I mean? Triple Threat, Rick Reed, music producer, singer, songwriter. All right. Man, and we got a crazy show for you that's coming. Yeah, We're going to come right back here. Fundamentals and build blocks Turn to advice when I'm in that spot When I got questions and that's a lot Perfect time to hear from Rico in the box All right, all right yeah, yeah. Man, welcome to another episode of In the Box, man and, The Box, man, um, yes and we and, and it's a blessing, man, that, that we can be here on another Friday night. Yes, it is. You know, spend a little time, man, build a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, grow a little bit. Let's grow. You know, so, <laughs> so a couple of things, man, we're going to get out of the way, man. Um, you know, keep in mind, don't forget about music industry makeover every Thursday night at 9 p.m. with DJ Run and Run, mm -hmm. myself. And Simone hearing, you know, and uh, music industry. Talk, tell, talk about a little bit about music industry makeover, man. Yes, we're a marketing promotions entertainment company or communications company helping to build platforms, bring platforms for artists like you out there so, so that you can present the gospel, okay, without all the struggle and things like that. And look, you know, we work with artists through marketing and promotions and PR work. So get at us, musicindustrymakeover.com. We, have a few podcast shows, um, my uh, video, top 10 videos of the week, all right, Critical Dialogue, Music Industry Makeover, okay, um, Sound Sessions, 21st Century Authors, in, in the Box, and more. So look, hey, you, you all need to get with us. Let's take this world by storm for Christ, all right? Amen. And if you can, don't forget to uh, make sure you subscribe to In the Box on that YouTube, if you can. It'll be under Southern Emperor. Um, that way you can kind of click that bell, man, so you notice that when we post up a show or something. Of course, if you miss any other episode, we have other episodes there already. And if you are still trying to, if you're still working from home, you're still trying to get a hold of this virtual thing, you know, Finio uh, Max, you know, actually doing websites for $99, <laughs> man, you can't, you can't beat that. You cannot. You know? No. At all. You know, just like $99 mobile responsive, you know, help your business grow as well. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Oh, all right. <laughs> We've been in the show already, man. So uh, if if you if you don't know how to master your own music, of course, I master your music for $10. I get it back to you within two hours, HD. Uh, we get you signed and right, man, as well. And then also, if you do need your song uh, mixed and mastered, only charge $8.50 per stem, you know, and uh, we get you sounding like the pros, man. And uh, with that being said, we got Rick Reed, man. Rick. Rick Reed in the house. It's good. What, what's, what's been going on, bro? What's happening with you, man? Oh, man, I just been trying to stay busy, man. You know, it's COVID got us stuck in the house, man. So it's just more, more time to work on some music, man. So I just been working on some, some new stuff, doing some writing, doing some producing. Um, so I'm just... You know, in the lab, man. Man, I, hey, 
I, it, we, I, I met you, man, a few years back. Well, more than a few years back mm -hmm. when I was working on uh, Javon McKenzie's album, yes, man. Sir. And uh, like, bro, the, the 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 vocals, man. You the singing, like you and you and Big Phil, y'all catch me crazy, bro. That, if you if you and Big Phil became a group, I don't think nobody <laughs> made to stop y'all jokes, man. <laughs> Hey, shout out to Javon McKenzie and Big Phil, man. I love y'all, bro. Yeah, man. Look at here, boy. Being able, being able to, to, to sing, man, write and produce. You know, how how did that come together, man? How did did you start one before the other, or did you which one? Which which talent, man? You you kind of started first, bro. Uh, well, I've been singing since I was little, man. I probably. My first time singing in front of people was probably about six, five or six years old. So um, I've always been singing, you know. Um, I've always been influenced by, you know, R&B and all that stuff. But I got into hip hop probably, man, around 17, 18, somewhere around there, you know. Um, so okay. I've been doing that for a little while. As far as producing, man, um, my, my cousin, uh, so I don't know what she goes by, S. Brown or something like that. But um, she actually taught me how to make beats. I would just sit and, you know, she would be on a on a computer just, you know, playing the keys and making beats and stuff. And I would just sit back and watch her, you know, and just soak up everything that she did. So if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't I wouldn't know how to produce music, you know. So now, now, now where where are you originally from? I'm from Jacksonville, Duval County. You know? Okay, All right. Do, do you remember Shabak Entertainment? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, man. So, so, so you started producing, man. First, what, what do you remember, man? What you was producing on, man, when you started, bro? I started producing first. First, started producing just using a regular Casio keyboard, recording okay. to a cassette tape. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do you remember what version of Casio, man, you was using? I do not remember. It was one of them things you find at Radio Shack. Heard <laughs> <laughs> Radio shit. Because <laughs> I had the same board, man. And and the thing, you know, you thought you was doing something, man, when you uh -huh. first got it, until you really figured out what you was doing and you couldn't right. really save you couldn't save your stuff. Right. You know? So I, I was I was had I had the same uh Yamaha, this only Yamaha board, man, uh -huh. you know, and it was it was like, really like a Casio. Mm -hmm. And um you couldn't save nothing on it, so I'll make a beat. And I just because when you turn it off, it's gonna reach the beat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you make a beat, you just leave the power on and just <laughs> let the song play over and over again. Oh yeah. And, you know See, what, what I mean? I, what I had to do, I had a I had a tape recorder, cassette tape recorder with two two decks. So right. I would play the part the whole song through on the keyboard, record it onto the tape, play it play it back while recording the second part. And I would have to record the whole thing kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of from another cassette tape to another cassette tape. <laughs> it was Boy, and, man, and it's, it's crazy, man, how we evolve and when we start. Yeah. And then now you got your semi-weighted, you know, piano, man. You, <laughs> you, you're using reason. You know, we yeah. talked about, you know, I, 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 the question I want to ask you, man, you know, as an independent artist, what has been some of the obstacles that's been very, very hard as an independent artist that you found to overcome and that other artists that you know, because a lot of times 
lot of cats try to front like they really okay and it's cool and they don't have no obstacles to overcome. Right. What are some obstacles, bro, as an independent artist that's been very, very challenging to overcome? Um, I think the main obstacle that comes along um, a lot of times is sometimes you go through like a block where using the same sounds, you got to constantly be uh, gathering new sounds, looking for new sounds, looking for new drum kits, new keys and stuff like that. Because when you use the same sounds over and over again, it's like you can only use the same sound a certain amount of time before it becomes monotonous. Mm -hmm. So right. a struggle is Good keeping word. yourself fresh. You know what I mean? Um, right. And that just, that just, you know, involves constantly doing research, constantly looking for stuff, looking for new materials. If you know how to make your own sounds, making your own sounds, because that keeps your your inspiration fresh, you know what I'm saying? Like I I I I'll say kudos to that man because um let me see we got a kind of who to here. Oh hey what's going on? Glad to have you man glad to have you bro glad to have you okay. um cool. edify edify show man glad to have you bro uh, and that's one of the things man that I that as a as a music producer man I can't I don't like using the same sound twice so I I spent a large amount of my time collecting sounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I probably have, I got like 15 hard drives, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and each hard drive probably have about three terabytes, four terabytes, Yeah. you know, drum kits, VST, VST instruments. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because cause the, that beat block, man, is real. You just get bored, man. You, oh, you yeah. try to find inspiration, man. So, so, what, so, so, so outside of the, the sounds, being an independent artist, being a Christian independent artist, what's another obstacle, man, that you found that's been very, very challenging in, in getting your music out, man, and uh, trying to find success as a, as you define it for yourself? Um, my main thing is the whole marketing side. I mean, I'm good. I can make a beat. I can sing. I can rap. I can do all that stuff. I can perform. I can rock out a crowd and all that. But when it comes to marketing, that's where my struggle comes in. Um, how to market to an audience to get them to want to purchase it. It's one thing having, you know, talent and everything, but that's another whole skill that, you know, has to be developed. Now, when you're making music, um, do you have in mind who you're making music for? The, the audience that you want to make music for? Not necessarily. Um, I just, what God gives me, that's what, just what comes out. You know, mm -hmm. um, I don't necessarily have a target audience because the music that I make, I don't make music in just like one type of genre. So I might I might, you know, have a hip hop song here or, you know, then the next day I might have a pop song or uh, uh, R&B song or the next day I might have a country song. I've even written country music. You know what I'm saying? So um, I try to stay as I try to stay as eclectic as possible. And I take pride in not. Uh, the audience not knowing what's coming next, you know, right. so they don't know whether to expect some 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 hip hop or some country or some ballad music, you know. Okay. So 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 when you so when you tracking so so how do you what's your what's your process, man? When you get ready to start tracking, do you like like for instance for me, if I'm making a song, I don't really want to listen to nothing else because it's gonna mess with my creativity, right? And you you know so but when you when what's your process when you start writing the song do you 
And do you do you create your music first as a singer? You know what I mean? Then you go back and you write to your own creation, or do the words come to you first for you? Because every you know uh, triple threat, and I say because you're a producer, you're, you're a singer, and you're a songwriter, you write for other people too. What's your process? You know, I really don't have a set. I really don't have a set process. I mean, if it if okay. if it flows, it flows. Sometimes I'm just riding in the car, and I just start singing this melody in my head. Sometimes I'm riding in the car and I just start singing this song that I never heard before, you know? Okay. And I just have to pull out my, my my voice recorder on my phone and record it like that. There's a lot of songs that I write, I write without even writing it down, you know? So sometimes it comes to me like that. Um, sometimes I'm just sitting there listening to it. I might be looking at TV and a commercial will come on and somebody will say some random phrase or some random jingle will come on and it'll jumpstart something in my head. Oh, snap, I got an idea. I got to go jot that down real quick, you know? Yeah. Or sometimes I'm listening to some music and, you know, it's a certain type of beat that gives me some type of inspiration. It's like, oh, man, that just gave me an idea for a type of track, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's whatever comes first. Um, sometimes sometimes I'll make a beat and I'll forget that beat is even there. Then two, three years down the road, <laughs> you know, I'm just looking through my stuff and I'm like, oh, man, I'm I forgot I even made that beat, you know, and I, I started listening to it and vibing. And, and the next thing you know, in 15 minutes, two hours, three hours, I got a full song and I'm recording it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I start writing on a song. It, there was a time where I started writing on a song um, just off of some inspiration that I got from listening to another song. And I started writing on it, but I got stuck. And I would say about five years later. I just the thought of that song came back into my mind and after five years of having a piece of this song written i was able to sit down and write that in about 15 minutes you know so it's wow. just however it comes is how it comes how god gives it to me that's how it gives it to me so you know i don't try to control it i don't try to box it in it's just let it flow you know i was telling another guy man the other day man is that it's crazy man how i i i, I create a song like i said i created a song like 10 years ago mm -hmm. and you, you just have it you move on to something else and you know you're like man i don't, I don't really feel that and somebody else come through and you bump and they love it and they want it and they right. you know and it's 10 years old and it's and it's classic man so your your music is your legacy and um you gotta you gotta kind of be mindful of that man so so talk about man some of your musical inspirations like who 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 inspires you musically uh my biggest inspiration in music mom um i'm a stevie wonder fan like i love stevie wonder anything stevie is just what stevie wonder brought to music man um i don't know if it's a superpower from the blindness or something <laughs> but you know just his his songwriting is just impeccable you know and right. not only does his songwriting um mesh well with his production and his and his you know his um instrumentation because he plays a lot of those instruments himself um right. not only that but it then it meshes well with his delivery of the music so you know i listen to a lot of stevie wonder listen to you know how his songwriting goes the way that it flows the way that he modulates in the middle of a song to a crazy key that you wouldn't even think about you know right, um, right. just stevie wonder has just been a big inspiration for me for a long time man, so. now do you want to just um just stick within gospel or, or do you want to branch out? 
you know, I do I do Christian music, you know. I mean, I might make a beat for you know a person that does secular music or stuff like that, but for the most part, if you if you hear me on a song, most of the like most likely it's gonna be a Christian song. I mean, that's just who I am. Like, God don't lead me to write nothing else, you know. Like, okay. it's all about that, about that business, man. Yeah, I so, think so. So so. Go ahead, go ahead, Ron. Oh, no, I would say, you know, I think we need that 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 Stevie Wonder style in gospel more is that urban flavor. So because a lot yeah. of young people like yourself, you know, may not get the radio play on the traditional gospel station because they have a feel, have an idea of what gospel should sound like. And, you know, getting those days are over with. Yeah, go ahead, Rico. No, man, I was going to say, man, when you mentioned that, you know, the, the, you, you do gospel music, that's your focus. You know, when, when cats come, because I'm, I mean, you can sing, so I know a lot of people, man, come to you and they want you to do something. How do you approach that, you know, when you got a mainstream artist to say, because when there's not a lot of singers, man, that can sing mm -hmm. and that have soul, that have range, like you got both. How do you approach that to determine if a, if a mainstream artist say, well, hey, man, I, I need you to do a hook, you know, you know, how do you approach that? Which, you know, how, how, how do you deal with that? You know, in the sense. you know, plain and simple, because I've had that, you know, plenty of times where I just let them know, man, I do Christian music. So if it's a, if it's a, if it's a gospel song, we can rock. If it's not, you know, I mean, sometimes if it's a, depending on the music, like I tell them straight off the bat, I don't hop on nothing. That's a bunch of cussing, a bunch of sex, a bunch of drugs, and that glorifies um, a bunch of stuff that I don't believe in that's detrimental to my community. That's you know cool. what I'm saying? So if it's uplifting, if it's gonna if it's gonna bring some positive change, if it's gonna bring people to think differently and and, and build my community, then I'll, I'll probably consider it. But I gotta check it out first. You know what I mean? But ultimately, I let them know straight off the bat. Hey, I'm I'm a Christian artist. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what you want to rock with. That's what you want to rock with. But and that's and that's you know and the thing that I love about you, man. And like we was talking, man, for we for, you know for we start doing the show is that. Everybody that I have on this show, man, I have a level of respect for. I'm gonna never have nobody on this show uh, because I don't like the fake stuff. I like people to be who they are. You know, there's yeah. no, we don't do nothing scripted, man. But what I love about you, you've always been a stand-up dude, and you've always kind of just had said your piece. You know what I mean? What do in your in, in your frame of mind? What is it that we can do as a body of musicians? You know, because we get a lot of flack on a lot of ends because if we don't really, you know, we work in nine to five, we have to work in nine to five. Whenever we try to, to, to get outside of the box of nine to five and try to make money, you know, we get a lot of people don't support us and the, the, the body of price don't support us, you know, and obviously, you know, other musicians don't support other musicians unless there's a jam session <laughs> and we can playing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, what are some ways that producers, artists, you know, um, you know, whether rappers, singers, what are some ways that they can stay encouraged and to try to and then really try to continue? Because a lot of people may give give up hope doing Christian music because they don't they can't make money from it because the world kind of looks at us like the mainstream, like man, well, you know, I ain't really into that God stuff, that God music. Yeah, and then and then the church say, "Well, man, you know, you ain't if you ain't playing like Dunn and McClurglin and and uh, smoking Norfolk, right? You know that's like devil music because I don't like the way your chords, your chords sound like like Anthony Hammond. You sound like <laughs> you, you 
you, you know what I'm saying? So you don't like talk it. about that, man. Yeah, talk about that, bro. Talk about how, how can we overcome that mindset? Oh, man, I think a lot of it is just it comes with just continuing to work on your craft and be the best that you can be at what you do. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the most important because if what you're putting out is quality stuff and you stay consistent with that, you don't just, you know, have the mindset that um, it's not working out. So I'm going to back up off of it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm even speaking to myself on this, man. God will always make a room for you. You know what I'm saying? Your gift will make room for you. So right. continue getting better at what you do. Because when you put out quality stuff and people start to hear it, they're not going to have a choice but to respect it. And, you know, they're going to want to support it. You know what I'm saying? But it takes that consistency with saying, um, not saying that, you know, I'm just going to I'm just going to quit on it. You know what I'm saying? So. That I, that's what my, my main thing I would say is consistency. Just be consistent, even though you don't feel like doing it. Sometimes you just gonna have to get up and do it. You know, grit your teeth. I'm gonna work on this. I'm gonna get better at it. Um, and when people hear it, they gotta respect it. If your stuff is good, your stuff is good. You know, and God don't have a, a problem with uh getting resources. That's one thing that I had to learn is that um I I was always worried about you know I don't have the money to do this. I don't have the resources. God don't have a problem getting money to you. God don't have right. a problem getting resources to you, but it's, you got to stay faithful and you got to stay consistent because the moment you slack off, the moment that is going back off, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. your consistency and your willingness to work for what you want, because you, you see a lot of cats in the game right now. There's there's mm -hmm. cats in the game right now that I could wrap circles around that I could sing circles around. But the main thing is they didn't get there just because of their talent. They got there because they were able to work hard. They were willing enough to work hard at it. While everybody else is asleep or everybody else is playing 2K, you know what I'm saying? They in a lab working on their gift. They getting better. They learning chords, how to play play keys, and you know, learning music theory and stuff like that. Just you know, mixing techniques and stuff like that. You know, um, another thing is to keep the middleman out of it, man. You know, I I wanted to be able to. I'm the type of person I like to be able to do everything by myself. If I could, I'd be the one shooting the video and the one you know, in front of the camera dancing, you know what I'm saying? So I went to school to learn how to engineer, you know, how to how to get better at that, you know what I'm saying? So just working at that, perfecting your gift and being consistent and, and, and being willing to work when everybody else is, is resting, I think that's a that's the biggest thing you can do. Yeah, you definitely got yeah. nuggets, bro, for sure. And, uh, and key thing, like you say, consistency. That's mm -hmm. where a lot of artists seem to fall off and they give up because you know they they fall from the first sign of an obstacle that may come. Yeah. The thing that I see, man, you know, I see a lot of, and, and you know, and I, I find myself having this conversation all the time when I meet artists, or or, or artists that they want to work. There's the thing that a lot of independent artists, especially more so Christian artists, like we hate to practice. They hate to. They ain't gonna say we because I'm not. I, I'm. <laughs> they hate. They really hate to practice. They really hate. They really just want to perform, right? right? And they don't want to spend time behind the curtain. Training is always on ready to put out music. Mm -hmm. Talk about that, man. How how important practicing? How how important it is to delay that performance gratification. How important it is to delay putting it out because I always find myself talking to artists, telling artists, you know, don't put out subpar music. Right. You know, don't don't put out music that's 
that does that's not been mixed and mastered. Right. Don't put out don't put out music uh that the song structure, you know, is 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 this there's no change. Your, your songs sound the same all the way through. There's no bridge, there's no turnaround, there's right. no brand, there's no excitement, there's no shock value in your music. This if you just want to put out music. Talk about that, man, why that's important. Uh, I think the, the main thing you said is like people don't want to practice. It's like think of a football team that don't have practice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're going out facing the greats. Um, you, you, you're not going to expect them to be great if they never go over uh, plays. You know what I'm saying? They never they don't know the difference between a fly route and a hook route. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's so many intricate things and intricate pieces that come to it. It's not just getting on a keyboard and pushing a couple of buttons and pushing a couple of keys on a computer and you got quality music. Nah, it takes skill. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not willing to work on that skill, it's going to show in your finished product. Come on. I remember, man, when I was, you know, I really started producing and I really got serious with my production. And even before I had the equipment, man, I started developing habits. Like I would mm -hmm. produce, you know, I'll work, go to work and work the full eight hours, nine hours on the job, maybe 10, come in and I put another eight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. On, on production and, and, and sleep, man, for two hours and get back and do it again. Just like yeah. wow. somebody had hired me to, 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 to score, just like somebody hired me to make, make an album for them. And I had no access to anything. I was just beginning. So I developed those habits. And I remember my mom would say, you know, boy, you need to go to bed. You know, you got to go to work in the morning. Why you stand up there with that keyboard? Yeah. You know, and the thing was is that I wanted to get better. And, and my goal was I didn't want to sound like anybody else. So there was years mm -hmm. that I practiced and I worked on tracking before I ever let anybody hear, hear my music, man. So what what's some positive things, man, that you can give an artist that's really so anxious? You know, because I don't get excited about doing music anymore because I want to I want to create a legacy, right? And when you create a legacy, that's not something that you're going to do in 20 minutes, right? What are some positive things that you can tell an artist that's so anxious right now, they want to do music, you know, they, they are trying to get to the next level in their life musically. And they got some old music out there that's just really, just not really good. You know, how do you feel about pulling old music, right? Mm -hmm. And going, cause some artists, man, don't think that pulling old music is wrong because it's already out. You know, talk about that. Talk about that when you're trying to go to the next level. How do you approach that? Help an artist um, out today, bro. I just approach it as um, I think my main thing is just never stop learning. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like always be learning. It don't matter how good you think you are. Never stop learning. Never stop learning how to make your music better. Listen to other artists. Like don't stay in just one box where I only listen to trap music. If you stay right. in a box where I only listen to trap music, then you know you you're you're minimizing your potential. You know what I'm saying? Listen to some classical music. Listen to some country music, man. Like some of the best writers that I've ever heard, country music. You know what I mean? So it's just surrounding yourself with a plethora of things. If you continue to surround yourself with creativity, then creativity is what's going to come out of you. Whatever you surround yourself with is what's going to come out of you. So what are you, your input is going to be your output. 
Wow. Amen. Amen. Yeah, powerful words right there, definitely. Yes. What's up, Brandon? Mm -hmm. What's going on? And you know, and the thing, and the thing is, is that you know, as an artist, I understand. You know, when you got a song in you, you know what I mean, and you're ready to get that song out. You're ready for the world to hit you. You know, but then your first impression is always your last impression. You know what I mean? And I would, you know, and when I, because I had to start from uh, from a point, you know, and then when you start and you kind of learn about you want a future with your music and you, you can make a you can make a track today as you as we open the show we talked about, you, you can make a track today that somebody may want five years later. Right. Even though you created that song today, it may not even become active and desirable to 2025, 2026. Yeah. I got an example of that. Um, I don't know if y'all heard this. It's a song that's popular on the radio. I don't know so much right now, but um, oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. That that song. Right, he right, had right. written that song seven years prior to somebody hearing it and saying, you know what, I like that song, and they added a couple things and switched a couple things around and put the song out and the next thing you know it's all over the radio he you know what i'm saying doing real big on just that song alone so wow it's exactly that you know what i'm saying like i said seven years <laughs> yeah and, and and again artists cannot have that microwave mentality mm -hmm. you know and that's and that's where the main problem is you know you know and, and then you know when they want to get spiritual with it like oh yeah god has anointed me to do this and that i'm like you still got to go through the process yeah right, right. so you know, and, and the thing, and the thing is, man, is you know, you watch a lot of the music shows, and then, especially when they was trying to do, you know, when they were saying, "Hey, you need to do ten beats a day," you know, you you you're doing ten beats a day. Just how many of those ten beats that you're doing are really dope, really well thought out? Because if you're trying to track seven beats in an hour, you're not really thinking. About what you created, yeah. you know what I mean, and that all that all um, you know lies <laughs> on your skill. Because if you are Ryan Leslie or you know a B a B Michael Cox or something like that, you know <laughs> your musicianship is is so you know I'm saying so crazy that you can you can push out a, a, a hit record in 15, 20 minutes, you know. But um, okay. I'm not a key player like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, my musicianship is not on that level right there. So, you know, I got to work at that, you know? So where now, we, now, 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 now you just mentioned two names that they, both of them cats dope. Ryan Leslie, Brian Michael Cox, Brian Michael Cox, man on social death with Jermaine, been, got a crazy amount of hits. Ryan Leslie, you know, uh, Joker's man lost a million dollar laptop. <laughs> with, and, and still <laughs> come back, man, getting hits, yeah. you know, but but the thing is is talk about man as a as a as a singer, you know, do you still get lessons, man, for you, you know, on vocal lessons or you know, how's that coming? You know, how do you keep your how do you keep your vocal sharp? Just singing all the time. I'm I'm actually the uh the praise and worship leader at my church. Shout out to DTCC Divine Truth Christian Center. Love y'all. Um <laughs> but yes, I'm the praise and worship leader, so um I I, I have to use my voice every Sunday, every Sunday, and throughout the week I'm singing. If you're a singer, man, it's just you, you just sing all the time. It's one thing they pick on uh, Ariana Grande about, because every time you see her, she's Ooh, 
doing runs and singing and stuff. If it's in you, it's just in you, you know. Um, <clears throat> one way that I do try to, you know, work on my voice and get my range better is singing songs from artists that are way out of my range, like Stevie Wonder, because Stevie right. Wonder's range is up there. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, I, when I'm in a car driving by myself, I'm just singing them songs and, and working on hitting them notes. Um, in addition to that, you know, you get, you know, vocal uh, exercises that you can do over and over again, like the ha-ha, the mocking, running the scares, la-la-la-la-la. All that stuff helps. Um, knowing uh, what to input in your body before you sing, like it's not good to uh, drink ice cold beverages. Um, if you ever have uh, put a, a stick of gum up to mm -hmm. something cold and then you mm -hmm. try to bend it and you notice how it more so breaks instead of bending, well, right. if, when you drink cold, ice cold beverages before you sing, that's what it does to your vocal cords. Wow. Okay. Vocal cords are stiff and you're trying to sing and it's that's why a lot of people injure their vocal cords. So make sure if you're drinking water and stuff like that or drinking anything, make sure it's room temperature. I always tell singers that before you go on the stage, if you're drinking something cold, you need to stop that. You know, um, drinking warm tea, not hot tea, because that could do some damage too. Um, I, I encourage to to um, when I do my tea, I take a tiny bit of cayenne pepper. I learned this from my homeboy Tim Moses, Moses Boy Music. What's up, man? Um, but yeah, a tiny bit of cayenne pepper and lemon juice and honey to sweeten it, not sugar. Um, and you know, that helps to break up a lot of the buildup that'll, that'll be in your, your vocal cords. You know what I'm saying? It, you, you'll notice that it sounds a lot more clear. There's not much more blocking what you're trying to put out, you know? So, 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 I, so Brandon says, yeah, room temperature degrees, room temperature water only. Uh, Demetrius just said, you know, what's y'all, what's your all thoughts on YouTube free training? versus paid coaching for learning, no subject specifically, just in general. Oh, uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on YouTube free training versus paid coaching for learning, uh, no subject specifically, just in general? You want to tackle that first, Rick? You want to go first? You want I, me to go first? I, I, I think they each have their pros and cons. Um, a lot of times you get what you pay for. Right. Um, but it also takes a, a lot of being able to do the correct type of research. You gotta know what you're looking for. You know uh, what I'm saying? Because I like to call it YouTube University. Pretty much anything you wanna learn, you can learn by going to YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like my headlights was out and I'm like, man, I don't know how I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do to fix this. Man, I turned on YouTube and it was a seven year old boy saying, we gonna show you how to fix your headlight on your car. I'm like, man, if I don't get my behind out there and fix this car, bro, a seven year old doing it. So, uh, you know. <laughs> But like like you said, it's at the same time, um, you get what you pay for. So if somebody has put in the time, they put in the training, they went to gone to school for it, and they know what they're doing. I would I would go for the person that is is trained in um in that and has that expertise instead of just trying to go at it alone and and learn things on my own. There's nothing wrong with going at it on your own, but if you have access to somebody who has the training and is an expert at it, yo, take it. I would say, you know, everything that you said is correct. Now, I want to add a caveat to that. You know, if you're going to, because I stay on YouTube. I, I, YouTube is probably my number one channel. I probably watch YouTube more than anything else. However, what I found that certain people that are teaching on YouTube, 
there is when it comes to certain things, they all don't teach the same way. They all don't give you the same information. So if you're gonna if you're gonna learn something on YouTube, if you find a great teacher, you probably want to subscribe to his teachings and just learn his method. Because if you try to jump around to four or five different cats, man, teaching on the same thing, right. you can kind of become schizophrenic on the on, on the desired subject or that you're trying right. to learn. Because especially when it comes to music, everybody's going to have their own way, right? They're going to show you. And you're going to very well listen to one person and do everything they said and then try to implement something that you learned from a new YouTube set a YouTube release and it doesn't coincide with you learn and kind of throw you off. So, but what I, I love that question, Demetrius, because, you know, when what you pay for, you're paying for someone to sit down and walk you through the ins and the outs, but you also have to trust that teacher that you're paying enough. You have to trust that experience enough to say, well, hey, I'm going to learn this way. The problem that I find is that you have a lot of, you know, especially when it comes to music artists, producers, singers, people that people listen to so many people. And even though you're in a class, you're learning something, you have a conversation with somebody, they tell you something different. And that person may have a name in the community or just may be a person of experience. And it, it kind of kills what you're already learning and you end up not really progressing because you you got four books you're reading four books four different authors on the same subject and their process is not the same right. now, i don't know if, i don't know if you guys understand what i'm saying out there but you just want to be able to make sure you have one focus yeah and you want to you want to have a foundation first is 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 you if you learn a new skill you want to you don't want to be learning from this person and that person and this person when you don't have the foundational skills set there first and foremost I get, I get what you're saying, man. Oh, and yeah. so, and I remember when I started, I remember when I started trying to master, I had about four or five people, man, that I was trying to learn from. And they all had a different method. And I just, and it, it was hard to get. So I ended up going to Rob Smith, this guy, this, this, this white cat out of the UK, dope. His sessions was very, very easy to understand. I began to learn signal flow, right? Mm -hmm. And if you go to full sale and you, you learn signal flow, you can't mix and master without learning signal flow. Right. And I, I didn't know what that term was until I got in his class and he broke it down. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and, and so when I learned signal flow, because none of the other teachers really broke signal flow down. They mentioned it, but they didn't dissect it, decode it to help you understand. Right. You know, and so what I would say to that, to that statement or that question, you got to know your learning style. Everybody has a learning style. Now that I've been producing for a long time and I've been mixing and mastering for a long time, I know what, like sometimes I watch something, I just click off. Like, I don't, I don't need to hear that. Or I speed up to get to this point because if I want to learn about parallel compression, you know, if I want to learn about, you know, uh, you know, just, just trying to mix low end frequencies, you know what I mean? You can then kind of skip around, but I do think it's important for you to invest in learning if you don't have the experience to know exactly what you're looking for, as Rick said. Good question, Demetrius. Good question, bro. Yeah, yeah good question. 
So, Mr. There's any questions? Other questions over here? Okay. Okay. All right. So, so when it comes to it, so we talked about, you know, your process. So gear, reason. I've been on reason man since one point five, right? And primarily, I use reason man as a production. Um, without the sweep, but you know, use it as a as a production horse. I never mix the master in reason because I always thought the sounds within. Right. right? Have you? What capacity do you use Reason? Or, or, or when did you first start using Reason? I know you're on 11 now. We both on 11, but uh -huh. when did you start? When, when did you start on Reason and why did you start with Reason? Um, so I would say I went from Acid 4.0 where you had to draw out everything with a mouse. <laughs> from Acid 4.0 to Reason 2.0. Okay. So that was a big jump, you know. So I wasn't having to draw out everything on the on the, on the want to put a mouse no more you know um the thing that i love about reason is the drum programming yeah. it's just something about just making just making drum drum programming on reason it's just the flow is so much you know it it gives you more control over um what i like to call putting your personality into the track mm. you know what i'm saying it's like it, it gives you more you'll feel as who you are as a as a musician you know what i'm saying i could put my own feel into it where i i use um logic pro to mix my stuff in you know but it's harder to do the drums in logic pro than it is to do on reason so i just take my drums from reason to logic pro so now we're gonna come back to logic pro we're gonna go back to reason the reason what i love about reason the most man is like if i'm playing some key work mm -hmm. If I'm doing keys, you know, some 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 key some chord progression, I'm just I'm building like a live feel song. I'll build it in reason because I'm, I want to sound like a live band because the quantization the quantization in reason is rock solid. It is. It's, you don't really have to go back and play. I found that you know I do everything in Studio One, but although Studio One is dope and a lot of people use it, and it's getting better. I found, I found, man, that nothing is as solid like the Reason Sequencer. I think that's the, the dopest feature of it have been since Reason 1.5. You know, you doing a, you split, you start, you know, play a lot of different runs and you know with your keys and 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 you know a lot of you building. It gives you back what you play. Right. You know now logic. Y'all, 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 some different kind of uh, y'all, y'all, just y'all, some different kind of people using Logic because I, I, you know, I bought Logic, I paid the three hundred for it, and um, and I think Studio One has spoiled me because I started man with uh, Pro Tools, you know, I had, I have a, I have a, I love, well, I have a hate hate relationship with Pro Tools because when I started with Pro Tools, I did the LE version, right. And they only gave you 16 tracks. Yeah. And then you get 30, well, you got eight tracks simultaneously, and then you got 32 tracks. But then if you needed to expand that 32, you had to spend like another thousand. Wow. You get 64. <laughs> and then if you did, because uh, at that time I was, I was recording a lot of rappers, but then when I started recording singers, the problem that I had with Pro Tools is I had to, Stack my vocals and then bounce them out 
bring them back in, stack them again and bounce them out, you know, 30, 40, 50 times, you know, whereas those jokers just could unlock the track and gave us all the tracks, right? Mm-hmm. That's what took me to Studio One because they gave everything in the box. When I started using lo- trying to use Logic, just some of the functionality, like I know a lot of industry cats, cats, you know, on labels and they, they, they've they been using Logic for years, man. Wow. It's a different kind of animal, man. That's just, yeah. a, it, it's not user-friendly. So talk about why it's not user-friendly, Rick, since you love Logic. Talk about why it's not user-friendly. I think it's, I think it's quite user-friendly, man. Because <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs> um, when Pro Tools comes in, man, it's like when you go and set up your, set up your tracks and everything, you got to, um, it's it's good to know you know how to set up your tracks, how to set up your auxiliary auxiliaries and all that stuff. When you go on the logic right. and you set your stuff up, it does the it does the routing for you. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to do that. When you set up an auxiliary track, it does the routing for you. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing about it. That's that's very user friendly. Um, the a lot of people make some hit music just off using stock logic sounds. You know what I'm saying? Cause right. they, they they got some some good sounds in there. And the thing is, is that Logic makes it uh, easy for you to take the stock sounds that they have and tweak them. They have samplers and and you know uh, oscillators and stuff like that, where you can take in take a, a sound that already exists, or even take a wave file that you found offline and tweak it to make your own sound that nobody's ever even heard before. You know. So it makes it even more user-friendly like that, you know what I mean? But the problem that we're facing right now, which I don't like, because I I put I spent a lot of money in Logic because I wanted because of course I score film, I score music and films, nice. and I have to use Pro Tools when I score music and film. Um, obviously, right now, you know, Pro, you know, Studio One is trying to get into a little bit of the game, but they still got to kind of do a little bit more. To the, to the software so we can score with it. But I score in Pro Tools because when I need to bounce the picture down to, with, with with sound, obviously I got everything, right? Right. But but when it comes to Logic Surround Sound, I needed I bought Logic to start doing Surround Sound instead of me having to do it um, in Pro Tools. But the question I want to ask you, you know, when it comes to now that we have the logic 10.4.7 you have to you have to have minimum catalina 10.14 os 10 point with os 10.14 with this catalina and the problem you know when you start upgrading because i'm a mac guy Mm -hmm. i find the operate because i'm on i'm on high sierra because i got a couple macs here one one has high sierra one has sierra but all my functionality works, and I don't want to upgrade because I don't right. want my stuff to start working. Right. You know, so now if I want to use Logic, now they have some other features in Logic, right? You got to go to ten point one four. So how does yeah. how does that affect you, man? Um, I tr- I I still have an uh, old copy of Logic that I use. Um, I still use nine point and um eleven point I got two different. So, <laughs> so um, when certain things don't work on the new logic, well, you got to upgrade, and, and uh, like a lot of my Waves plugins um, didn't transfer to you know to that that version. So you know I'll bounce stuff down to Wave file and then upload it into Logic Nine if if, if I need to. You know what I'm saying? 
So Demetrius just said, if you have zero experience in producing, what dog would you all recommend? What about you, Rick? What would you recommend, Rick? I, I would recommend Logic Pro. It's, it's you know, it, it does a lot of the work for you that, you know, that an experience that somebody experienced that didn't go to school for, it would, it, it'll be easier for them to, you know, because with reason now, you got to, you got to know not, signal not, not, and stuff. You got to be able to. Now talk about the current learning curve in logic, all right. That don't don't make me throw a banana peel at you. Bro. <laughs> talk, talk about the learning. You, talk. You got to mention that. What's the learning curve on logic? Which, which so what would you suggest? So basically, if someone, you know, if you want to learn logic, would you suggest that they go take a course on Udemy, learning logic, learn the basics, functionality, right? Would you Would you say yes to that? To that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say if you knew, I would say if you're new to producing, I would say Studio One, because Studio One is drag and drop. Mm. You don't have to, you know, Studio One is really advanced, but it's very, very simple. You know, you don't have to, you know, especially when it comes to your VST instruments, you just drag them on the track and you just play. When you get ready to bounce your music down to MIDI, you just right click or hit control and B, you bounce it down to audio, it's very, very user-friendly. Except now where Logic is better than if you're doing a lot of advanced work and you're doing a lot of movie stuff, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, Logic and Digi, uh, Digi Performer 10, you know, because a lot of the, a lot of the industry cats, man, that do a lot of movie work, they use those two platforms, you know, and you know, so so I would say, and obviously some people will say reason, you know, but the problem with reason, you know, if you're learning, it's good. But when you start mixing and mastering, it's just a little different because you, you got when you're mixing and mastering, when you're mixing, it's called mixing by the ears and that's mixing by the numbers. So when you mix by the ears, when you look at your settings. You may, if you're on a Windows system versus a Mac system, or if you're using, and you mix it in Reason, you mix it in Logic, or you mix it in Studio One, you mix them by the ears, depending on the type of system that you have, that those numbers may not reconcile, right? You may, the same compression that you're using on Reason may not be the same compression to get the same sound you're using on Logic or Studio One. That's called mixing by the ears. So then if you're strictly mixing by the numbers, you 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 just go by a certain setting, you know, there is gonna be totally different. So you just gotta know your dog. So I got we got a couple of questions in here. I see Ricky, Pastor Bennett came in here, so here we are. So where we at? Uh the learning, the learning curve is bonkers in logic. I just told him that, but Rick, these logic dudes are different <laughs> animals. You know. It, they different people. They they just weird, you know. No, I just kidding. Um, man, I'm learning new stuff from y'all. Like I say, I'm not a producer, but you know, I, I've heard some of the terminologies. Mm -hmm. New window. So new window is dope. Uh, new new window. But new window is more complex, man, than logic to me. New window is not easy to figure out. You know, you gotta have you gotta have five master degrees to run run new window. If you never if you never use Cubase. <laughs> You know, just my opinion on that. What's the latest uh, that's out, man? That's that's the best right now. Well, you know that term best <laughs> is subjective. Yeah, right. Yeah, it depends you know, on what you're trying to do. You know, there's a lot of electronic music 
um, people would say um, Logic Pro is the best to go at it. You know, uh, if you're doing a lot of hip hop or you know live stuff, Pro Tools um, a lot of times is the way. That's why I see a lot of Pro Tools when it first came. Uh, yeah, DJing and stuff like that. Because um, uh, from what I understand, uh, Just Blaze uses Reason um, and and turntables and beat machines, and I think he uses Logic Pro too. But it's all about you know what what you're trying to go for as far as what's the best for what. I, I, what I learned is it's it's not really a, a a thing of what's what's right and what's wrong. It's not really a right. right and wrong way. The wrong way is just what sounds bad. If it don't sound good, it's wrong. But if it sounds good and it works and it, it and it's it is not distorted and all that stuff, then it's good. You know, Pastor Bennett just said your dog is your is, is user preference, and yes. and I gotta agree one hundred percent. You know, we all had our experiences. I started with um, Simplitude. I don't know if y'all remember Simplitude. Uh, I started producing on Simplitude, but then when I start needed to, to do more advanced stuff, Simplitude just wasn't user friendly. And I think what I for for me, your time is valuable. When you, I wish I to be honest with you, right? I'm gonna say it in the world, right? I wish because when I started, I I was actually uh, the the guy that taught me how to track was named Trice. He was Quincy Jones' assistant. And he used logic. But I wanted to get up and going, and I just didn't get it. But I wish I had I would have learned logic all this time. And because all the time that you put in and you and you you learn how something works, right? And then you don't want to change right. later on to a whole nother platform because you got it's like you're learning. I mean you're not learning from square one, but you are depending on the platform that you're going to. So people tend to finish with what they started with because they don't want to lose four months or six months just to learn something, the functionality of it. Got another yeah. one. Oh, we forgot Fruity. Fruity oh, is yeah. popular with younger rap and dirty stuff. Yeah, right. We forgot. No disrespect to the Fruity users. We just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I didn't mean to disrespect the Fruity users. Hey, because Knife Wonder made it popular and also my 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 little brother Moses Mo Beats. He this cat man, he was the first cat man I seen up close man use fruity. He makes some phenomenal stuff. And fruity has evolved, man. So yes, fruit ain't I, no I game, at, bro. I, and fruit ain't no game no more. I can't even laugh at fruity. <laughs> yeah, I look at fruity loops, man. A lot of I, I tried to use it. I was like, yo, man, this it's too much for me, bro. <laughs> so yeah, fruity loops done come a long way though. So, so, so basically, man, you know, the next segment that we're going to push into, man, is called 10. You know, it's where I ask you 10. Hold on. Somebody said something. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, he said he started. Rick said he started with Sonar. Yeah, Sonar is another one that's not user-friendly. You know, but, yeah, all you, yeah, yeah, I, yep, 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 all day. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going I'm to make 10 statements. Um, and it's either or it's called 10. You're not allowed to think about it. You have to give us what's off the top of your head. Top of the dome. It, off the top of the dome. There's no right or wrong answer. It's just your answer. Okay. Right? I get a prize at the end. You get a prize at the end. <laughs> you get to go, you need to get out, you need to get off the show. You know, you know, as a you know, of course. You know, all what I always offer all my guests 
is that everybody that you see appear here, when you appear on the show, you got lifetime access to push your products. And that's what I give you back, man, to being on the show. You don't have to pay to push your products if you are a guest on the show. That's always open for the guests. So you're going to get that in the way, bro. Appreciate that. Um, no matter what platforms that we're growing, man, we got about six, seven platforms that, that they're starting to take off. And that still give you, being a, a guest on this show, you'll be sponsored, man, on, on In The Box, man, and with no cost. So, uh, so here we go. $250 million, five years to live, or 400 k with seven years to live. Go with 400k with seven. Okay. All right. Mike Epps or Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock? Dave Chappelle. Bizzle of Flame? Bizzle. Reed B versus or Gabriel Parker from PR? Reed B. I can't trust him though. <laughs> Michael Martin Luther King. Martin. Mint condition or Tony Tony Tony? Ooh, that's a good one. Tony Tony Tony. GTA five with NBK NBA two K twenty. Okay, okay. A, a nineteen thousand member church or a ten member house church? Uh, I'll go with a ten member house church. Jared Sanders or Dat Barrios? I don't know who either one of those are. <laughs> oh, that, that, no, no, I know who that is. Jared Sanders. Okay, I had to, I had, to, I had to process what you said. Dan. Oh, yeah. is that dude? Dayton. That's his name. Dayton. I call, Dayton. I call him Dayton, but it's Dayton. Okay. Right? So, Dayton. Dayton, don't Dayton kill me, bro. Okay. <laughs> Man, that's good, bro. Ron. Anything that you want to share, bro? And, you know, we wrapping up. We got three minutes left, man. Anything you want to share? You know, give you want to talk about, Ron? Nah, man, just say, man, great show. Doc. Um, keep doing what you're doing, and you know, yes, you know, with marketing promotions, if you need some help, hey, you know, we're here for you and things. But that's the key thing that artists have to understand is that their biggest expense is marketing and promotion. Yeah, and yeah you yeah, can have a hot song, but if don't nobody hear it, hey, it's it's no good, unfortunately. So. Any last words, man? Any last words, uh, Rick? Oh, man, I just want to uh, just say thank you all for having me on, man. I appreciate you, you giving me the, the phone call. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was humble, you know? Um, I'll just say uh, look for me on Facebook, uh, Rick Reed Productions uh, on Facebook. That's R-I-K-R-E-E-D. If you add a C there, you're not going to find me. So Rick Reed Productions or Rick Reed Music on Facebook. That's R-I-K-R-E-E-D. So, man, so we got some new music, man, that's going to be coming from you, bro, man. We got an album in the work. What we got? It's one album. What we got coming from Rick Reed in the next, the next two days? What we got, bro? What we got coming? <laughs> uh, I'm actually working on a project called Between the Lines. So my name is Rick Reed, Reed Between the Lines. So, you know, there's a message in the music. There's a message between the lines. So I'm working and, on some. I'm working on that. And also, bro, man, I, I'm just making a suggestion to you, bro. I think you need to go ahead and do a little course for Logic, man, and do a little live, break, break it down, man. You need to do a live and start cracking that Logic open, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, obviously he didn't mention it. I'm going to mention it. This dude graduated from Full Sail. Oh, so yeah, yeah, went apart. Yeah. He, he's, he's, a, he's a smart cat, like super smart. Um, and 
you know, like I said, cats who use uh, logic, they're different kind of animals, right? So I think you need to kind of break open your podcast, man, or, or, or kind of do some cook-ups, you know, and teach logic, man. At least, you know, some because I think a lot of people, you know, we all need to migrate a little bit to logic. But my problem is I don't want to upgrade to Catalina. I want to stay on High Sierra because all my stuff works. Yeah, you know, are you using are you using Mac man? Or are you using Windows? I use Mac. Ah, Rick, there you go. Dad, <laughs> where 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 Rick at? Where, my brother. Hey, because we always argue about Mac Windows. See, we got another cat man that's using Mac. So I want to hear you talk about it. Full, full <laughs> cell graduate. What y'all use up in full cell graduate? What what y'all use? Y'all use Windows computers? Y'all nah. use Windows and you mean to tell me none of y'all labs are not set up with Windows computers, bro? Nah, it, we every student that goes to to full sale for recording arts, we get they give each student a MacBook. Each Man, student, I'm telling you, when full sale first first opened up, I had the opportunity to go. It was brand new. I mean, I had a free a free ride, and I blame my mama for that because I didn't know that I could have came home and stayed with her. Because man, they was having um um classes like like at two o'clock in the morning, whatever. Oh, yeah. I was like, man, <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. awesome, man. Man, I want to say, man, I'm just making jokes, man. Really, it does, you know, it doesn't matter, man. Just, I'm, I, I prefer Mac. You know, I, I do a lot of work, man, on Windows. Uh oh, here go the comments came in. There he is. Uh-huh. I, it, uh, Rick, talking about Windows. Windows is better. We had, man, we had this argument all the time, bro. Right. We'll we'll stay up all night long and argue about <laughs> Mac and Windows, bro. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna just say I still use my MacBook from ten years ago, man. Like any Windows computers that are, that I've had, they conk out in like two years, hey. man. Uh, uh-uh, uh, go go back, go re- repeat that, re- repeat that again, Rick. Repeat still, that. Re- I still got my Mac that I had in 2010. I still use it to this day. 2009, right here. So don't don't, <laughs> don't don't be no hater, Rick. Don't be no hater. Did you just hear what Rick Reed? You hear what Rick Reed just said? Rick yeah. Reed, you just said. Repeat that again, but you say you, you said what? 2010. Yeah. Rick said he using a Mac computer from ten years ago. Yeah. Tell me what Windows computer that you're using it's from a- 2010 right now. Uh, who's, who's who's still doing some some real major work? Once you go back, a, you go back. I'm just telling you, <laughs> man. Look, hey, listen. <laughs> Remember this: Jesus said unto him, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh until the Father sent by me." I'm finna put y'all in the green room. Hold up, man, before you get off. Hey, listen. If you're just not tuning in, watch the replay, man. It was a great show. Um, I'm always happy, man, for you guys to tune in. I hope you learned something, man. And and I want to say God bless and good night.